0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show
1: on the internet. According to our mothers.
0: So, Miles, what beer-related shenanigans have you gotten into this past week?
1: Yesterday was when the Homebrew Club met and actually brewed a beer together. Holy crap! What did you guys brew? We brewed a Cezanne. That is not what you said you were going to brew. No, it is not. Not even close. No, I was uh, having a very hard time with inspiration. uh, Mostly because I'm not actually very practiced at writing... uh, Recipes with uh, with extract. Okay. And so I tried to pull one out of a magazine. So, it, you know, kind of a fail-safe, you would assume that it's at least all right. And then I had to do some substitutions for what was available at the liquor store. Okay. So we ended up doing a Saison. It was uh, 3.3 pounds of Bavarian wheat, liquid malt extract. It was about one and a half pounds of extra light. Dry extract. Then we had uh, a pound of red wheat, a pound of Munich 10, and four ounces of honey malt. Then we put up some Windsor Bell Saison yeast. Okay. Oh, and then we used her homegrown hops for hop additions. We used half ounce each of Cascade, Tetnong, and Hallertau.
0: That seems like a lot.
1: For zero minute edition
0: seems like a lot for a saison.
1: It it might be.
0: Like it just well and that like just it just seems like a lot of hop character. Uh it almost like seems like an americanized saison almost. It
1: it very well might it very well might be. So I mean I just tried to pull this recipe and fit it together with what was actually available mm-hmm. and that and it was very last minute. So I could have done a lot better. <laughs> but well, well s- the,
0: we, I I'm assuming you plugged everything into BeerSmith and all the numbers ran out and
1: uh, yeah, actually. Um, we got a little... Uh, I
0: don't know. I'm really confused now because you shook your head, and then you're like, yes.
1: It turned out well. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard to miss your numbers when you have zero-minute hop additions, and yeah, it's an extract yeah. recipe.
0: Well, I know, but I meant like your SRMs and all that.
1: And- uh, the color looked really good. Uh looks a little dark in the fermenter, but it always kind of will. And we got... I think she topped it off. Wait, no.
0: So did you not do a sixty? No, no six. No, no bittering edition. No,
1: none, Z- zero minute edition only.
0: Ah oh, man, uh, are you using Brett to?
1: No, this is just going to be Belle saison.
0: Oh, man, I don't know. I'm I'm worried, I, I, and maybe unduly, but like even even like a quarter ounce or so, just something to balance out the sweetness.
1: Sure. We ended up at about. So
0: real on the low end. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a a big beer in the first place. Yeah. So uh, we only had the 3.3 pounds of the liquid extract and one and a half of the dry for five Mm. gallons.
0: Man, I still think you'd want at least 15 IBUs in there, just something to...
1: Again, I was just trying to follow that recipe. It had nothing but zero minute additions. Yeah, I
0: mean, well, you know, okay, maybe, maybe you're right. It. Like, yeah, no, that's and that's actually,
1: cool. now that I think about it, it was a clone of a commercial beer. Which one? I forget off the top of my head, but uh, some of the other things, one of the other attributes that was supposed to be inside it that uh, were not available to me was some rye.
0: Uh, the spiciness, of the rye might have. Hmm. I don't know.
1: We'll 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 see.
0: Yeah, no, we'll see for sure. So I'm, I'm uh, kind of excited <clears> to try it now.
1: It is at Kim's right now, uh, fermenting in her concrete basement, and so it's got an ambient of about seventy degrees. Uh, it's a little warmer than that, but she said it'll cool down. Yeah. So.
0: Well, in Cezanne, you want warm. That's true. Not too warm, but warm. Warmer,
1: yes. Have you been up to any homebrew shenanigans?
0: Man, I, uh, uh I checked the beer Sunday, and when we were ready to barrel. Then I then time got away from me. I left town for three days: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was out of town. Didn't get back till late on Thursday. Stuck at work late Friday. Uh, had to go do, do a interview uh, in Minneapolis with the Twin Cities Comic Collective, which I just posted now uh, on DOO. So go check that out. It was a phenomenal interview. Uh, and then today had to put the studio back together. Went and saw Ant Man. And then forgot that I had to record Homebrew Bound tonight, so which
1: I very politely yeah. and or suggested to you during the recording of Department of Offense. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, and well, and, and it's what needed to be done because tomorrow I'm at work until one two a.m. Really? least. Yeah, we're doing a big server move, and so just oh, all this gotcha. stuff is coming up. So Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday Wednesday, it'll be going into the barrel finally.
1: So you did mention nothing about homebrewing almost in that entire. Long well,
0: time. I oh, well, I was I was getting to why <laughs> I haven't. Uh, no, yes, no. So the beer is ready to go into the barrel. Uh, we are at ten. I want to say ten. Oh man, I sent somebody the numbers. Uh, it wasn't
1: me because I didn't get anything.
0: Oh, it must have been Eric. I could have sworn I sent you the numbers to. Maybe not.
1: No, I don't. I don't think so.
0: Uh, no, it's probably just Eric, because he's bugging me every other day. Hey, hey, uh, 1020 is where we're at. 1020?
1: Yep, 1020 on both. That even. sounds about right. Yeah,
0: and so that's right where we want to be, and yep. so we'll get into the barrel, and things will be happy, and Eric can just...
1: STF you for just a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> just for a
0: little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, like I'm glad that he's on me, because it, like I need it, but... Yeah. Uh and then my Oktoberfest is ready to go into bottles kegs. Yes! So I gotta I gotta get I gotta source some bottles quick.
1: I have some available for you to use. Okay. I have a growler awesome. if you wanna use one.
0: I don't like I don't like bottling and growlers.
1: I, I know, but it's a help you know, it's a bulk thing if you're short.
0: No, I, like it's it's not like if I I the nice thing about bottles is I can set a couple of cases aside and just have it around. Yeah, that's true. Um but and they're easier to bring places and stuff like that, uh, so that that is that is also happening this week, uh, and so yeah, that's that's kind of where I am I'm at a packaging stage right now. The uh, the saison that we did, no no, I'm sorry, the blender that we did is just about ready to go into bottles. Oh man! So that's that's another thing that's coming up. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of in packaging mode, and I and July sucks. Just period. <laughs> July is the
1: worst. It's so hot right now. It's Well, it's it's hot. It's busy because
0: everything happens in July. I yeah. don't know why. Every year it's like, oh, and maybe this July nope. <laughs> everything happens in July. Everything. Uh so yeah, that's that's just kind of been where my where my where my beer stuff has been. Um I I've I don't know, I've been looking at what I wanna brew next and I have a few different ideas, but I haven't landed on anything yet.
1: What are some of the ideas, if I can Um
0: ask? Well, I kind of want to do a clone of uh, the uh, Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. All right. Uh, just, just to try it, because they use almonds in it, and that really, really intrigues me.
1: Well, uh, I'm looking to get together with Chad ne- this next month, because he still has that uh, almond meal he's chomping at the bit to put into a beer somehow, and... I have been looking forward to making an almond cream ale for years, actually. Okay. And so I think we're going to take advantage, uh, clash ideas, and come up with an almond meal cream ale. All right.
0: So. Yeah, and I – well, and the other thing is I want to try my ha- – because I haven't done a lot of big beers. And by a lot of, I mean none. I don't do big beers. And so doing I, – I need to do some solo big beer stuff just to – get just to try it out and uh, it's it's something it's it's a place where i'm lacking like i can do i can do sessionable ales until the fucking cows come home (laughs) like that is that is my wheelhouse and so i need to get out a little bit and just try a few different things
1: you mean casey's going to step out the comfort zone
0: casey steps out of the comfort zone quite a bit (laughs) he doesn't step out of the known drinkability zone fair enough that's that's where he likes to stay
1: so You've seen Eric and I do a couple of really big beers. Yeah, what would you what would you try and take away from that? You know, in reference to what you think we've done particularly well, and things that you think we you are going to avoid because you've seen us run into it.
0: Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I'm I'm kind of gonna try to put all of that out of, like as weird as it sounds. I'm gonna try to put as much of that out of my mind as possible, and try to approach it from my uh my simplistic. Uh, viewpoint, and then just try to do a batch that way, and then kind of bring it around and see if I can meld the two.
1: Sure. So instead of uh, writing an Eric recipe with 14 different ingredients, it's going to have, like, three? Uh,
0: it'll probably have... Four? Five, <laughs> four uh, five. Just, I mean, just because when you're dealing with things that big, you want some of the complexity. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I... I I'm not gonna do like oh well I want a quarter ounce of this and a half ounce of this and <laughs> it'll it'll be you know base and then probably three different specialties sure. and then uh, my bittering edition sure and then maybe I'll take and I'll probably just do five gallons of it because I don't need that much big beer laying around
1: no and
0: and my mash tun can't handle any more than that
1: yeah that's why we ended up doing our our customized big one yeah. Which did really well with this stout here.
0: Yeah, uh, we only had to throw a bunch of DME in, but... Shush you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it turned out fine. It tastes fine still. Yeah. <coughs> and I think I'm the only one who's tasted it since. So yeah, what's up to, with that? I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't been intentional.
1: I suppose. <clears throat> so, uh, after brewing yesterday, Kim was nice enough to gift me one of her bottles of india pale ale would you like to give her a try
0: uh yeah uh we should have thought of this a little bit through and tried it uh off air and then done notes uh what do you know about this beer
1: nothing actually Uh, she just gifted it to me and i'm like hey i can bring this on the show it's been a while since we've actually had a homebrew and unfortunately i do not have the The recipe. The recipe. Nor do we have Kim here to speak for herself.
0: Okay. Well, first thing I notice is that it's dark in here. Uh, (laughs) Pretty much. Talk for a second. I'm gonna turn on a light.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, what's awesome about what Kim's got going on is she's building a new house, which uh, will have built into it an area for homebrewing. And I think she's also going to be putting in a cellar down the roads for lagering and long-term storing at the same time. Uh, I was joking, and she she may have been too. So, and and I'm like, so I can just walk down the stairs in the back and use your brewing area anytime I want. And she said yes. Awesome. Yeah. So I mean, if if we ever want to lager something, she honestly probably would let us use that area. I don't I don't know when the timing on that would ever be, but. So, now that we have a little bit more light, what right. do you think about this color? Uh,
0: style is IPA, correct? Yes. All right. So, color. Um, it's a little darker than I usually like my IPS, but it's right in that SRM range. Yeah. A uh, little on the red side. Uh, So, that that immediately makes me wonder. I wonder if there's, like, a bit of rye or something in here that would give it, lend, lend to that uh, color.
1: Maybe some of those higher, higher number crystal malts.
0: Uh-huh. Um... Do you know if this is supposed to be an English or an American IPA? I, I
1: honestly couldn't tell you. Okay. I I know that Kim made it, and there were three letters written on the cap: IPA. Okay. That that's what I got for you. All
0: right. Uh, so I mean, that gives it that makes it a little bit harder to judge. Uh, no. and I, I tend I tend to default towards uh, American IPA. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so not quite as much hop character in the nose as I'd like.
1: No, it actually is, it's it's got a rich. Caramely malty. Yeah, I'm picking up
0: a lot of caramel note or like uh, caramel malts and something.
1: Yeah. It's definitely got that um sweetness sweetness uh to it and it's it's different. I'm not gonna I'm not opposed to it. The the head goes away decently. There's uh hmm.
0: Picking up a I think a bit of diacetyl. Getting some butterscotch.
1: Yeah, I'm, th- I'm. I think I see that too. What do you think of the carbonation? Um, it's a, it's a bit coarse, although it's at least not too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's not overcarbed. Uh, but yeah, no, there's just uh, the bitterness on the back end is solid. A lot of crystal. Um, little on the sweet side. Could uh, I mean it. I could go pale ale. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm having. Uh, I, I or think, even amber. I or, think
1: overall the there's just not enough hop character.
0: Yeah, not enough yeah. hop character. Uh, the the diacetyl uh is a little bit of a detractor for me. Um, and I think I think that's what's killing the car or the head as well.
1: It it's possible. I mean, a little bit sticks around. It's not a an unpleasant looking beer. It's otherwise. I don't know.
0: I oh, know it's it's pretty clear. Uh, I, I mean, the beer looks fine. If the head would stick around a little bit, uh, get a little bit of lacing. I don't. Yeah, I don't
1: there's... really have
0: any. Um, no, it's. A, I, I would like to know the recipe. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: I, I suppose another thing. This will have been an extract beer, so this was not all grain. So feel free to keep that in the back. Yeah, no, that's that's about.
0: fine. Uh, I I mean, I think the base recipe might be there. Yeah. Uh, maybe some process and some fermentation tweaks. And maybe up the hops, uh, I think the malt bill uh I guess if I had to change anything, I would back off the specialty grains uh it's it like if if I had to guess and you you're saying pale ale um, it, I'm taking complete stab in the dark I'm assuming they uh, she used a pale malt extract uh either dry or liquid, with crystal ah uh, 60
1: i was going to say 60 maybe 80 yeah 60 80
0: and almost like a pound of it just from the from Steeping the smell and the and, yeah. yeah there the smell there are the some taste.
1: rich notes in there i i mean i think other than the the diacetyl obvious i would say even just upping the the bitterness give it a a, a nice harsh kind of bitter there and I, I, I well, something that will jump parallel. out in the
0: out in the nose. Too. Yeah,
1: and well, I mean, I guess what I mean is, you wouldn't necessarily have to back off uh, a lot of the specialty if you just gave it more. more I, of a I think. Kick. Well, I don't know. Well, it fits and my palette.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I, I guess I'm I again judge what I know. Yeah. And so I would I would back that off to maybe three quarters of a pound, okay. and that's going to lighten up your color. That's going to you're still going to get that that sweetness, that that caramel, bready note that you want from yeah. the crystal, but it's not going to be overpowering. In this, it it's really pushing towards that just American a, Amber.
1: American Amber, American Pale Ale. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's actually a little reminiscent of Rush River's Unforgiven, I think. Yep. And I remember that back in its heyday when I absolutely loved that beer. It was uh, a lot of the same with a lot, just uh, it had a harsh, bitter kick behind it and i loved that mm-hmm. so for me it's just like just spice that up with uh with some rough bitter and i would i would actually enjoy it really really hard
0: okay uh yeah so that i guess though that's my really opinion of the beer i don't know
1: hey no what that, else to that's to say on fine. that one i i guess i really didn't know what to expect coming unprepared with someone's homebrew
0: yeah yeah and i want to make sure that it's like She's not going to get mad at us. For no, it.
1: no, she's she's good like that. Right. She's always looking for input and honesty.
0: Okay. Um, tch, tch. Sorry, I had to check a thing quick.
1: <laughs> so I have a topic that's going to take us some time to get through. Yeah. I, I hope you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: So Casey and I have mentioned it on the show before – we referred to it as.
0: Oh, I, I'm sorry. This is a little bit off topic. Go ahead. And I, I want I wanted to say this before I forget. Um, we had a listener, uh, Nikki B. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes from, yes, yes, from Maryland, send us in some beers that we will be trying on future uh, episodes. episodes uh, coming up here. Uh, we're gonna the way we're gonna do it is we're gonna try a couple of them on the Department of Defense and the majority of them here on Homebrew Bound, and I just wanted to say thank you. You're awesome, and I really appreciate it.
1: I I was actually pretty ecstatic. Some of some of the ones you brought, uh, yeah, I'm, blow I'm, my re- mind. I'm
0: really excited to dive into these. <laughs> like they've they've been sitting, uh you just just in the cooler, and I'm just like, eh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a school girl.
0: It's so exciting.
1: It it is. Uh, thank you, thank you very very much.
0: All right, now back to water profile.
1: Yes. I didn't say that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, we, yes. Let the cat out of the bag. Yes, so we're going to be talking about water profiling, and so I have thusly titled today's episode, The Rabbit Hole, because we are going to finally jump into the rabbit hole of this beast of a topic. And it is
0: that, that, a beast of a topic.
1: It really is. I was finding myself having issues just trying to organize how I even wanted to approach the subject. Well, okay. So, without further ado, let's just let's just walk into all it. All right.
0: Well, uh, just a reminder, we are at tw- the 20-minute mark now.
1: Okay. Um, and we can more or less stop at any point because, yeah, it's just going to take us a couple episodes to get through anyways. Uh, all right. Let me get back to the top of the page here. And, okay, so I'm looking to start treating my water to make my beer the best I possibly can. How do I even know what is in my water to begin with? Do uh, I have to have it tested?
0: Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, you can contact, uh, especially if you're in town, you can contact uh, the city. And the city, by law, has to have a water profile uh, like on hand. Yep. And so you can get a really good idea of your water just by contacting them and checking out their uh, the city water profile.
1: Yeah, and you should be able to like call them directly... Uh, ask to speak to someone who can give you those answers Uh, otherwise it is very often available on their websites it uh, it would be referred to as a water profile water analysis water quality report or a water utility report so feel free to try any of those key terms because it's not always like you know a to z straight line to what you're looking for but it's there and it's always available. They, okay. have, they have to have it there.
0: All right. Um. And I guess before we get too deep into this, and I don't want to derail you. Sure. Uh, but why would we want to even start looking? I mean, knowing what a bear this is, like this is the like this is the Everest for homebrewers is learning your water profile and getting it down, like getting your water in. Uh, why would we want to do that?
1: Uh, because, honestly, some styles depend on it, absolutely depend on uh, the type of water that you use. Um, and it's not even just that, but the opposite is true. There are some beers that you just can't do if you're using the wrong water. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm using River Falls water, it's not necessarily suited for you know several types of beers. So if I tried to make them, I would never truly be able to succeed. What what
0: what types of styles?
1: Uh, I think right offhand, I could say that a pilsner would be hard to accomplish truly, truly well because they want what I mean they want close to distilled water. It seems like with with a pilsner, they want super super soft, and ours is just too hard for that at the moment. Okay. So and I do get into that in yeah in, I, I'm... in, in just a question or two uh so all right i have this page pulled up what does it all mean for me as a brewer so uh let's see the first thing i would tell someone is to look for the column uh that refers to whether or not the levels of a chemical in question meet the government standards and for the most part they will all say yes because they kind of have to make it Mm -hmm. all say yes and by the time they do it is good for the vast majority of the beers that you are looking to make. Like it's, and that's why Casey and I have always said it, you don't necessarily have to go into this because most of it is taken care of for you, and it's always, almost always good enough. Mm-hmm. But now we're looking to attack it. So, Casey, in your wisdom, what is the first step to take after getting this far?
0: Uh, determine if your water, uh, like determine the baseline style of your water. Is it soft? Is it hard? Is it alkaline? Like, what, where, like, where do you fall on the water spectrum?
1: Actually, I was gonna go for uh, find out what beer you want to make.
0: I see. See, I think uh, just for if I mean if you're if you're attacking your your water spectrum is you want to know where you are, and then once you figure out. What beer you want to make? Then you can figure out what type of water you need, and then you already have a baseline, so you need, to, so you know. Okay, I'm I'm soft, so I need to make it harder, or I need to make it more alkaline.
1: Sorry, I, I guess yeah, that was implied with the last one. I have all this pulled up; the information is ready. Okay, I know what my water is. So then, find out what beer you want to do, and then uh, dig into resources available to you to find out what kind of profile that. that uh, beer needs. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have a couple of examples here. A Pilsner likes to have really low counts on most of the big name water chemicals, such as calcium, bicarbonates, and chlorine. Uh, An IPA likes to make use of high levels of calcium, bicarbonates, and extremely high levels of sulfates, as opposed to something like a dry stout that gets expressed with high bicarbonates and very low levels of sodium and magnesium. And so this, these are just a couple of quick examples about uh, the variability and, and the kind of styles that go with them. Okay. So from here, you can look up a style uh, and, you know, search and dig into it and find out what, what kind of water a, a recipe needs. Uh, and so what I want to jump into right away is tackling some of the terms and terminology you're going to run into. Uh, for example, hardness. Do you know what hardness actually is?
0: Um, I did at one point when I read the water book. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, I want to say hardness is the amount of calcium in your water.
1: That is about one quarter of it. Okay. So there's actually two kinds of hardness and there's uh permanent hardness and temporary hardness. And the, the overall term hardness refers to calcium, magnesium, sulfates, and bicarbonates. Okay. And the sulfates and the bicarbonates are referred to as the temporary hardness. The other two are referred to as the permanent hardness. And the reason for that is because you can use um, boiling as a method to reduce the amount of uh, sulfates and bicarbonates you have in the water, uh, but that does not work for calcium and magnesium. So it's like in the process, you will keep that much in your beer from start to finish as opposed to the other two that will...
0: They can evaporate, dissipate
1: out. over time during the process. So that's uh that's a term that you will run into. Uh, alkalinity. Do you know what alkalinity is?
0: Why don't you just go ahead and school me, Miles?
1: Uh, it's pretty much the opposite of being acidic. It's it's uh, the measure of the capacity of water to neutralize an acid. Okay. So it's not exactly being basic. It's basically its ability to keep from. being Getting more acidic with the addition of an acid. Okay. Uh, and pH.
0: Well, pH is either how basic or acidic your water is.
1: Pretty much. And is the the pH of your water very important?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, you you need a a slightly oh man hang on chemistry class here trying to remember which one is which I want to say low is basic, right? No. No, okay. So the you want you want a slightly acidic water base uh to for uh proper extraction of the grains. Like you the, want like well So
1: you're you're not wrong. Um but and you may have not have read into the the way I asked the question as much as I had hoped but the answer is is not really the pH of the water is not as important as the pH of the mash itself oh, I which which will you know it doesn't you can put the same water into five different mashes and, and it'll be on what it is. drastically different yep and so uh the idea is that you want to know your recipe and be able to you adjust know it. A- adjust it accordingly instead of you know let's make my water this pH and that's what my mash pH is going to be it's not how it works
0: <laughs> just keep your water at uh you yeah. know right in the middle there at 7
1: and we'll be okay isn't that where it's t- Sits by definition?
0: Uh, no. Uh, I mean, if it's well, if it's pure water, it is.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, that's what I meant.
0: But if it's, I mean, if we're using, if we're, like, we're not using pure water. Our water has micronutrients and minerals and all this stuff in it, and so that's going to bounce your pH either up or down. I mean, not a lot, but if you can have a true 7, like, neutral pH, then I think that'd be perfect.
1: It would be neat.
0: Because then, I mean, then you're then you know exactly where your baseline is, and you can adjust your mashes accordingly. But you're not gonna have that, so you need to be able to be a little bit more fluid.
1: Sure. Um, and so on this sheet that you know we had pulled up back in question two, I see like 50 different chemicals listed. How many of them do I actually care about? Five. Very close. Six. Six. Ah! Can you you guess which ones they are? Because I've mentioned most of them at this point. Calcium. Is
0: one. Magnesium. Is two. Bicarbonate. Is three. In Uh, in
1: order, actually. I don't (laughs)
0: know. What did I say? I I forgot what I was saying. You had
1: calcium, magnesium, bicarbonate. Okay.
0: And... (laughs) Those, Those two were the same. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: The other three are going to be sulfate, sodium, and chloride. Okay. So those are going to be the big six. And if you really wanted to address the rest of them, I, I mean, I suppose you could, but their effect on the beer are going to be negligible, Um, assuming you're starting with water that was safe to brew with in the first mm-hmm. place. So if you're using just your town water and the rest of those... um the, all those yeses are there don't have to worry about them and so i think where we would uh I, I think we can call it here for the time being but i think next week we can start delving into what each of these chemicals actually adds to the beer and why they are important awesome that makes sense uh yeah all right cool that'll,
0: i think that'll be a lot of fun uh, water is – I, and I'm not even – I'm not going to lie here. Water is one of the things that I don't look into uh, very – it's one of the things that I should look into more, yeah. and I don't just because it is such a beast. Yep. And so this is definitely going to be a learning experience for me as well.
1: And I can throw out one thing that I, I read for you real quick, is uh, when trying to make a pilsner, uh, assuming you're not already working with water good for it, dilute it with half-distilled.
0: Oh, Interesting.
1: Because, I mean, like, across the board, it wants, like, single-digit numbers for all of these, and, you know, almost all of them are at least in the double digits, so dilute it with half-distilled, and you'll cut all those numbers in half and make it uh, more useful for a pilsner.
0: Very cool. Yep. All right, guys, well, if you'd like to support us, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash blind studios, or click on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of the homepage. For as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, support us and help us keep the lights on and the beer flowing because we all know <laughs> that's important to keep this show going. It is. All right. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to studios.com and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as regular and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It's great. It's super easy and it helps us out. So why not do it? All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, want us to taste your beer or just have any beer-related questions... Uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.